Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcast live from sunny Southern California. What up? Welcome in. Hope you're good. You good? You good? I'm good. Do, 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 do. Um, we got plans and stuff we want to get to, but I think this is an important announcement to make. We have ordered a pizza. And it's a really good pizza place. And um, it's a pizza place that, believe it or not, brings in their water from New York. They bring in the water from New York because New York's got that special something that does something to a pizza that makes New York style pizza just better than other kind of pizzas, right? They just they just do it. They do it. They they from New York. 
but I I have and I've studied this. I, I swear to you, I've studied this. Maybe not with a lab coat, okay? But there has been control groups. So I do know this is a theory, not a hypothesis, a theory which is proven to be true. So um, we have ordered a pepperoni pizza. Hey, hey, can't go wrong with the pepperoni pizza. Has anyone else noticed, anyone, that the cheese on the pepperoni pizza is better than the cheese on a cheese pizza? Discuss amongst yourselves. Jay Stu, you want to, now that I threw that at you, it's just like a, yeah, we've heard of Woj bombs. Like Woj just had a Woj bomb that Phil Jackson is going to help the Lakers with their coaching search. How dare they ask a guy who has 11 titles and has handled superstars really well what it would be like to handle more superstars really well in a place that he won uh, five NBA titles, right? Like you get Twitter is the biggest group of idiots and imbeciles you've ever seen. Like, why would you ask Phil Jackson? I don't know. Kind of really good at, at, at handling that profession. Anyway, uh, but that's a Woj bomb. This is a Doug bomb. This is a, the cheese on a pepperoni pizza is better than the cheese on a cheese pizza. What do you think? I think there's something to that, right? There must be obviously some uh, pepperoni juices in yeah. the cheese that changes it. No, we got pepperoni juice. I feel like this is um, uh, uh, Family Feud. Is it Family Feud, right? Let's go with, uh, yeah, pepperoni juice. Pepperoni juice. Can I see pepperoni juice? Ding! <laughs> right? Uh, Ramos, you want to? All right, John, John Ramos. John, uh, what do you got? Uh, well, I, I was a bunch gonna, on the board yeah, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck now because that's exactly what that was I was going to say. He stole your, he stole your he answer? He did. I would say maybe, jeez, um, it has, uh, the cheese is, is, is spicier. Maybe on its own. Good answer. Good answer. Spicier. Good answer. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Uh, what about you there, Byer? What do you think? I. Do you, do you agree or disagree with the with the? I agree. I, I would, agree. By the way, yeah, I would it, yeah. I would say this that maybe the cheese loses a little something in the melting process, therefore needs the aid of the pepperoni. Whoa! Oh, can I see aid of pepperoni? Ding! Little spin off of Jason's take. Yeah. No. I, I have. I, I have one. I have one. I think. I, I just think that the cheese pizza is the ultimate mail-it-in pizza, right? <laughs> yes. And I think the makers of the mail-it-in pizza also mail it in. Whereas when you get the toppings, you're like, man, I got to make this thing look good. I'm going to throw in a little extra cheese to go with the pepperoni. Now, here's a question to you, buyer. Um, let's say it's a big piece of, uh, of pizza. Big, big. These are big New York-style slices of pizza, right? Forget about it. A gigantic slices yes. kind of thing you'd buy by the slice. How many pepperonis do you like? Because some people like a, an excessive amount of pepperonis. Yes, I do. Some people like a minimal amount of pepperonis. But once the pepperonis are there, you cannot take the pepperonis off a of pizza because then all of a sudden you have these barren spots and it just it it looks like potholes in the road. More the more pep the better. More pep the better. Yep. More pep the better. More pep the better. Ding! What about you, Jason Stewart? You're I think shaking, that you're shaking your head. There's- I kind of disagree with what you just said, and that you, you can't take them off. I think that if you do get the extra pepperoni, you can decide to take the extras off. You know, it. So, in other words, if you just get a certain amount, there's nothing you can do about it. If you get extra pepperoni and it's a little too much, you could always take off. So, I think that's that's the option. Ramos, where are you in the pepperoni ratio to? Uh- to a space I don't pizza. like too much like on my pizza slice I don't want to have 74 pepperonis on that 
but I wouldn't want somewhere in between seventy four and one. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I don't happy, want I three. I said yeah. that. I said it with. I said that with naming children. Right, naming right. children's yeah. the same thing. Right, you take Wolfgang and you took Jim, and somewhere in the middle you have you know appropriate names for your for your children. Right, uh, you guys all have good names for your kids. Right, this is, and, and nobody nobody went with Phil. No. Ron, <laughs> you're right. Ron, uh, Rick, Rick. Um, so yeah. Let me give the answer that uh, always creates awkwardness, but it ends up on a, a highlight reel afterwards. Mm. Um, what's the question again? Uh, pepperoni on pizza, mm-hmm. and the uh, the contestant always says, uh, "It it helps with whoopee." <laughs> good answer. Good, good answer. answer. Yeah. Good, good, good answer. answer. Good answer. Uh, last thing in regards to pizza, then we'll get to Doc Rivers. Um, we'll get to Doc Rivers. Is and this is, I I do look. Listen, I'll blot a pizza when when there's so much grease, okay, that it's like just dripping off of. Yeah, I'll blot a pizza. But look, once you decided to eat the pepperoni pizza, can you put away the idea of trying to health it up in any way? Right, like that's just th- these are things that don't go. Like it's if you want to say like I'm only going to have a slice, that's fine. But don't do the, well, oh, I'm going to take off these pepperonis and then I'm going to blot and then I'm only going to eat this area and not, like, you decided to eat a slice of pepperoni pizza, your diet went out the window for the next 45 seconds to a minute and a half, deal with the ramifications, get an extra workout and whatever, but don't try and health up a slice of pepperoni pizza. It's just not, it's not what you're doing. It's, I, I don't want to hear you. If you don't, if you're on a diet and you want to be, just don't eat the pizza. Don't eat the pizza. But I don't want to walk over and see a bunch of cheese strewn over there. Then you have a paper towel, and basically all you did was lick the sauce off a beautiful piece of pie. That's, these are these are unacceptable behaviors. Remember when? Uh, remember when the Atkins diet was a big deal? Yeah. Uh, me and my coworker worked in this building. Actually, we went over to the uh, the Pizza Hut uh, lunch buffet, mm. and we were both on Atkins at the same time. And we just ate toppings and cheese oh. off of all you could eat buffet, and we literally had like a stack of pizza crusts that could feed like the entire homeless population of Los Angeles that we just threw out. Okay, I believed everything until you said feed the entire homeless population of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's a lot of crust. That's a lot of crust. There's there's not a lot of crust in the world. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, this is brought to you by Hustler Turf, the brand lawn care professionals have trusted for years when it comes to premium zero-turn lawnmowers to run their businesses and for us weekend shows. Hustler Turf has a full lineup of residential mowers. Visit HustlerTurf.com to find a deal near you. That's HustlerTurf.com. Did you guys hear this? This was uh, this was Doc Rivers after the game last night. They... I mean, I still think the elephant in the room is James Harden, but they're playing without Joel Embiid. So here's the discussion between Doc and the reporters about who he's going to play at center. We like DJ. We're going to keep starting him, whether you like it or not. Uh, that's what we're going to do because our guys believe in him. Our guys believe in him. Our guys, I asked the coaches, and they're like, yeah, go for it. It's it's this there's a this is like a new defiant doc that we haven't seen. Like Doc Rivers, and for people who forget, one, a very good player, but also like one of those super smart, super affable guys that went from being a player to immediately, I believe, being a broadcaster, right? He was like immediately throwing like all the stuff that Draymond's doing or whatever, like he went and he was doing ABC games right away and he was very, very good. And then he left it and went to Orlando and was the head coach of Orlando with Tracy McGrady, 
who never got out of the first round of the playoffs. It's like one of the all-time great stories. That was the thing when he when he talked about losing a 3-1 lead in Orlando, he was like, well, look, we were an eight seed. What he didn't say was like, look, my best player is Tracy McGrady, and he wasn't a winner. Like, that never came up. If he said I had Tracy McGrady as my best player, like a lot of people had Tracy McGrady as their best player, and it didn't work out. Great score. Was he a winning player? Did he make everybody better? The answer is no. Um, but Doc has always been an G shucks and occasionally a slight pushback. Now it's been a constant pushback. Well, let me tell you about three games to one. Now, let me tell you what really happened there. And I don't mind the context of it. And I don't mind that, like, look, we as a staff met and we think that DeAndre Jordan gives us the best chance to win or he gives us those minutes where we can rest and we don't have to go small with Paul Reed. You know, we can go at the end of the game. We don't want to go start of game, start of half with that. But the defiance of, uh, you guys don't like it, of, I don't know, look at every single metric that says DeAndre Jordan's washed. He's just not good. Now, part of it is part of it is where he is in his career, and part of it is that James Harden isn't able to make him look like a great player. That's the like as much as it looks feels like it's a, a disastrous trade from Brooklyn where they traded for a guy who has not played a game for him, I'm not sure they didn't get the better end of the deal. Stick with me for a second. You hear Mike D'Antoni's name mentioned as a possible coach in Charlotte, right? And there'll be some other places. But, like, look, there's a chance there that they blow Doc out and they hire Mike D'Antoni. Why? Because maybe he can fix James Harden. You're not fixing James Harden. You know, I don't, there's plenty of takes Cowherd has that I disagree with. This one I agree with. Like, he, it's pretty obvious he did not take care of his body for a long time. You know, he wasn't cookies and milk at 10 o'clock in bed, you know, sleeping in a cryogenic chamber, trying to stay young and rested. I mean, maybe they, if they put cookies and milk at a strip club, maybe then, but no, the guy literally has his number retired to strip club in Houston. He is famous for his nightlike activity and he makes no, he, he doesn't push away from it. Hey, look, man, I do my work. I get, but he's coming out of shape too many times. And he just does not look, and the officiating has changed as well. And he does not look like the same guy. So we could point out all the different issues with Ben Simmons, and there's a lot of them. Mostly, he hadn't played a game yet. They didn't play all year. But Ben Simmons is like 24 years old, and you do feel like there's going to be some production there, whereas James Harden, considering how much he dominates the ball, just not the same guy anymore. Not the same guy. But the the DeAndre Jordan thing, that's just pushing back to put. That just feels like pushing back to push back, doesn't it? Feels like being defiant. You know, ever know those people that are like Kyrie Irving? You're just defiant to be defiant. Well, we're gonna start DJ. I know you're not gonna like it, but that's what we like. Why do we need that? You know. And then you factor in the Embiid injury, which, by the way, is his fault. Not all. I didn't say it's all his fault, but it's his fault. There's there's no defense in the world that tells me when you're up 25 points with five minutes to go, you need your best player who's injury prone on the floor. Could you have foreseen a broken orbital bone? No. But you eliminate any sort of risk. You put them essentially in bubble wrap if you take them out of the game, which is all they needed to do. And they did not. And they did not. All right, we got a lot to get to here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. 
Um, all right, coming up next. Feels like make or break time in Memphis. Feels like make or break time in Boston. What do those two teams have to do to get back into their respective series? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Pizza's arrived. Buyer was the Lions. He went in and got his pick. He's like, I, I got, I identified what I want, who I want, my proper pepperoni to cheese ratio. Buyer. And he got it. And then I went in and I actually had the second selection. I was, I was ready as well. You guys are more like the Vikings. You're going to miss your pick. Now you're going to miss your pick. We did identify there's one that had much more sparse, spread out pepperoni. And we're like, that's a Ramos slice. So definitely a Ramos slice. Definitely a Ramos. Ramos slice. Wapner comes on at four. Ramos slice right now. What did I tease? I don't remember. Oh, the game's tonight. Mark Medina's going to join us, isn't he? Is he going to join us like now, or do I have to like stall for 30 seconds? No, you got like, like three got or something. four minutes. and I then have uh, something interesting to say. Three or four minutes of you guys NBA talking. talking. Just, uh, are you guys okay <laughs> You guys okay with the New York pizza, po- uh, pizza fold? I sure. love the fold. Yeah. I, lo- I love to eat the pizza exactly the way you're doing it right now on the air. Yeah, that's a, that's a north-south <laughs> fold, not an east-west fold, right? Um some people eat it from the 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 crust down. You've ever you see who are these people? Oh, jeez! Like what? What what are you doing? That's that you eat lame. you crust? Buyer, you don't do crust down, do you? <laughs> no. But you've seen that, right? Yeah, they started from the bottom and then they're there. That's yeah, that's the Drake. Is that what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh. that's, that's the Drake. That's the Drake. Who does that? I mean, like, look. Here's the thing. You might say, like, well, Gottlieb, you're you're getting on to somebody for eating a pizza in a creative way. Just to be creative, that's the same thing as the fold. And I would say, no, 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 it's not. Okay? Because if you go no fold on a wide New York-style slice, you're getting sauce always, always in the corners of your mouth. Right? Additionally, it balances out the, because of the 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 lack of thickness to the crust in the New York-style pizza, you, you get a, a perfect, like, pepperoni, cheese to crust ratio as well. And... New York style pizza, as we said, they actually fly in the water. So it mixes with the flour. It has just kind of a almost like a floury sort of homemade taste. Am I, am I, am I describing how it was? Am I describing it okay? I'm not sure. Are you guys coming to get a slice? Dan Byer is going to give us an update. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, my slice is sitting here waiting to be uh, uh, to be eaten. In the meantime, we talk some NBA news. As tonight, there are two game twos as the Bucks take out the Celtics at seven o'clock Eastern Time. Milwaukee's up one game to none with the game in Boston tonight. Game two between the Warriors and Grizzlies is at nine thirty Eastern Time in Memphis. Warriors up one game to none. It's our Discover Card key matchup brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. ESPN says that the Hornets have a list of finalists for their head coaching vacancy that includes Mike D'Antoni while Phil Jackson reportedly assisting the Lakers in their search for a head coach. ESPN also with that report. Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill today weighing in on the team's drafting of Malik Willis in the third round. We're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're, we're doing the same drills. I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but you know, if he learns learns from me along the way, then 
and that's a great thing. Tannehill says that he spoke with Willis after he was drafted on Friday. Did he say, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> he did. I cannot confirm that. I cannot confirm nor I deny that. No confirm it. The, uh, By the way, why say that? What's what's the win in saying that? Other than to be a complete D-bag? Like, why would you say that? I, I understand, like, Malik Willis has been said before. I, I know it has. Like, first of all, let's not act like he's quarterback Jesus, okay? He's a good quarterback, one who, um, you know, has improved over time. There's, there is a ceiling there. He's gone through some injuries. Like, he's gone through the whole game. But what is the, like, what is the win in saying it? Hey, man, I'm so happy to have Malik aboard. Seems like a great young dude, you know? Uh, we'll, we'll work together on, you know, be, you know I want to be the best he, I can be. I want him to be the best he can be. Like, what, what, is, what is the win in going like, well, I'm not going to teach him anything, but if he learns from me. Come yeah. on, dude. Like, no, what, very fair point. What's the point? You know? I will also say this, that if you don't hear Ryan Tannehill, when you just say the words like I would in a report and not have the audio, it is a different feel. Ryan Tannehill, his job not to mentor Malik Willis, when you hear him explain it, I think it's a little bit easier. But there's also the reports that when he was talking today are saying, Titans did not tell Ryan Tannehill they were drafting Malik Willis. It's like, well, why would they? You know, it's a third-round pick. They know he's going to be available. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I said this with, with Aaron Rodgers, that when it didn't matter what round – in Indianapolis, when Peyton Manning was the quarterback, I have a friend who was in that building, in that, and the second they would draft any quarterback, no matter the round, the first call would be from Peyton, Peyton Manning. Who's, who, who is this? Why are we doing this? Right? So they all do it, but in store to be, instead of being petulant about it, like, look, you already got the job, you already got the contract. This is, I'll give you the parallel. When you fill in, Dan, like, I think it's great. Like, if I'm not good enough, if somebody else is better, so be it. That's it. You know? Like, Dan Beyer comes in and, um, you know, I've, I've heard a b- bunch of different, and it's good. Like, do I want the show to be bad when I'm not here? Of course not. Do I want Dan to get more money? Of course I do. You know? I don't want him to get my job, but I like him to get, you know? <laughs> More money, more stuff. Yeah. So I just don't understand, like, especially in quarterback, you have the job. You have the job. You've had the job for several years. You've made a bunch of money. If you're any good, he's a third-round pick, you'll be fine. And if you're not, you'll go somewhere else, and he'll get the job. That's the way it works. Quickly, Doug, Villarreal uh, up 2-0 on Liverpool. They're tied two apiece in aggregate in their Champions League semifinal second leg. Mets on top of the Braves, 4-1. What does all that mean, the aggregate thing? So it's... Uh, Two matches, basically, they play. So right now, they actually they're tied up at two apiece, even though Villarreal is leading this match two nil. So you do it on the total score of the two matches. But what if they tie on aggregate? Uh, then you go into uh, extra time and then penalty kicks. Wait, even though they're they actually won the match. Correct. Yes, because uh, Liverpool won the. Uh, first Here's a crazy thought: Why not just play three matches? Yeah, you could do that as well. Okay, but. One's home, one's away. One neutral. There you go. All right. Solved. Uh, uh, Liverpool and who? Villarreal? Yes. Villarreal, Spain? Uh, you could, yeah, I believe so. Okay, um, I just, I'm, again, all of this stuff, I'm. this is all like, people talk about soccer, like, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. You could also end in a tie in one of the matches as well, so three may not solve it entirely. Sorry, Mark Medina. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> all right, that, and that's, th- there's your, there's your... There's your soccer update from Dan Byer. All right, let's uh, let's welcome in Mark Medina, who joins us 
uh, who's covered the NBA forever. There's so many things to kind of cut through and and work on. Um, l- let's let's start with last night. Are we are we all to the point where we have to change how we view James Harden? I think so, and I think that uh, I viewed him differently even before last night. Where you know you look at the last few years, there's been questions about his consistency with his aggressiveness as well as his consistency with his durability. And so far, as far as I know, you know the Sixers say he's fully healthy and the hamstrings aren't following him. But that's something to keep an eye on, and it's something that they certainly have talked about earlier in the season about not letting that injury history inhibit you from playing aggressively. But, you know, I think short term, he just has to be playing a lot harder, especially knowing that Joel Embiid's going to certainly be out for game two. You know, there is optimism that he could be back for game three, but that's, you know, dicey because concussion protocols, um, the minute that they show symptoms, they have to go back to square one. So, yeah, I've I've had a lot of questions about Harden for a while now. What about Joel Embiid? What's the likelihood he plays in the series? I think that he will play. If I had to predict, it will be game three. So he's definitely out game two. Um, I think that he will come back game three. But, you know, that that isn't guaranteed because even though he's been cleared to do uh, start doing on-court work, the way the NBA's protocols are with concussions, they don't want to mess around with this. That If there's any um, notion that there's symptoms, they have to stop and – uh, not do any work again, and then they can't do any work until the symptoms disappear. So, I, you know, the sense I get, he's going to come back for game three, but we have to wait and see. Mark Medina joining us from NBA.com covering the league. Uh, okay, let, let's let's get to tonight. First, Draymond Green, um, in your mind, was that a flagrant two? I don't think it was. I thought it was a flagrant one. The reason why I don't think it was a flagrant two is uh, the reason why he was holding on to his jersey was to prevent – you know, the fall from being even more debilitating. And I know that sometimes the NBA doesn't, uh, you know, evaluate intent on a play. But I think, you know, what would be the alternative? He doesn't do it, and then all of a sudden he falls flat face. (laughs) But, uh, you know, uh, it was one game. Uh, I think that Draymond, uh, even though he plays with emotions on his sleeve, he can course correct with making sure it's not a repeat of 2016 where he accumulates all the flagrant fouls and all of a sudden he's out in a pivotal game in the NBA Finals. Uh, and I think short-term for game two, uh, you add in the fact that he's normally intense in the playoffs. He was hyped. Uh, the fact the Warriors won game one without him, uh, I think he'll be uh, bringing his intensity times 100 tonight. Still Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, what can the Celtics do differently as they really struggle to figure out Giannis? Well, I think there's some uh, low-hanging fruit here. I, I suspect that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown will shoot a lot better than they did in Game 1. Uh, in game, but as far as everything else, they have to be a lot more physical with Giannis. Um, you know, they had a lot of success against Brooklyn with limiting Kevin Durant from being Kevin Durant. But even if I think Kevin Durant still is the better player than Giannis when healthy, um, Giannis is simply more powerful. He's yep. a lot more muscular. He can handle that. It's part of his game with attacking the basket. So they just got to not only throw a lot of bodies at him, but be a lot more physical. Yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how that how that works out. Th- then you um, then you have Dallas last night, and you know Phoenix continues to look like a well old machine, even though it's you know even though Luca puts up crazy numbers. What can Dallas do in the off season? To, to to give him it look you want to give him somebody to work with on the other hand no matter where he plays it's kind of the Luca show so how do you how do they navigate that 
Yeah, it's a tough one because they already felt like they made the changes with trading Kristaps Porzingis. And, you know, they are an improved team, both with Luka trusting and elevating his teammates more. But, uh, you know, yesterday was pretty bad. I mean, you have guys that kind of emerged as pretty good guys in the first round series against Utah, lay an egg, you know, Jalen Brunson, six of 16, Spencer Dinwiddie, three of eight. You know, I suspect that those numbers will improve, but I don't think that that's really enough to address the larger issues where, as you put it perfectly, the Suns are a well-oiled machine and they're going to be willing to live with Luca going off for 45 as well, as long as the assist numbers are low and the assist numbers were low at only 16. Um, So, you know what they do in the off season, they'll have to trade a lot of decent role players, but I don't know if that's really enough to land some sort of, you know, second caliber all-star to compliment Luka Doncic. So it's a tough uh, relative car to hands that the Mavs are dealing with. What's going to happen in Utah? Um, I think it's inevitable that they have to decide, you know what, we got to blow it up. Um, And maybe it's not even by their choice. Maybe it's Quinn Snyder thinking, you know what, uh, I want to see, you know, some of these coaching vacancies, i.e. the Lakers, what they have to offer. Uh, Looking at Donovan Mitchell, his long term. Um, But I think that even if on paper, the team is, has been constructed pretty well. The results are the results, and they haven't been able to make a deep playoff push. And so I think that they have to make the tough decisions that even if it, they're not going to get of equal value, that they have to accept that you know th- there's no uh, window for this core to make a championship push. Yeah, so but do you trade them both? That, that's my question. If it's a – Rudy says, you know, me or Donovan, I mean, look – Donovan Mitchell, most people think, wants to be a Nick anyway. Yeah. But but I'm not sure you can win big with Rudy because, you know, he's trying to block every shot. And when they go small, he's just lost. He doesn't score well enough down low when he gets a mismatch. Do you move them both and just start over? Yeah, I think you do move them both and just start over, partly because of what you said. Maybe Donovan's on his way out anyway. Um, the second part is the results. If it gets to the point where, you know, you choose one or the other, I would – pick Donovan Mitchell even with the you know risk that maybe you lose him only because Rudy Gobert's been an amazing defensive player he's earned those defensive player of the year awards but he hasn't been able to make up for some of the roster deficiencies with not having wing uh, defenders so you know if you have a big that can protect the rim that's great but if it's not elevating team defense in the playoffs like what's the point right so I would choose if they have to go that route of going one or the other choose Donovan Mitchell and getting rid of Rudy, but I think philosophically they're better off doing both. Uh, what uh, we, we just we saw the Woj report that Phil Jackson's going to help in terms of them finding a new coach. I'm I mean I I know Twitter will be down it, but like the guy won 11 titles, five in L.A. kind of knows a little something. Doesn't doesn't mean you only take his advice, only his recommendation, but he'll be part of the discussion in the room. Yeah. What do they do there? Yeah, I, I I think when it pertains to Phil, it's going to be the devil in the details. So on one hand, it is good. He you know, obviously has a smart basketball mind. He's won rings. It's not surprising because of not only his relationship with the Lakers, but with Jeannie Buss, as well as Kurt Rambis, who is an assistant with him on the Lakers and, you know, had been the head coach at times when Phil was the next president. But I think it is a red flag of two things. One, you know, Phil Jackson didn't have success. Uh, with the Knicks front office evaluating talent, evaluating coaches. And also, it, it kind of is part of a window of the, the Lakers following a pattern of uh, they're only you know listening to people within their comfort zone. So while it does make sense philosophically to listen to someone like Phil, I think it is valuable for them to also consult 
outside experts uh, because that's part of why they're in the first place. What they do with the coaching search, I think that they're, you know, looking for some of those dominoes to fall in the playoffs with Quinn Snyder, for example. See uh, if Nick Nurse uh, is able to. Uh, get out of his contract. Maybe that winds up being a thing where it's almost like the Doc Rivers trade from the Celtics to the Clippers, where they have to uh, give up some draft picks for that. Um, you know, I know that Darvin Ham is in the mix, the Bucks assistant coach. Uh, so maybe they go with someone like that who's considered a rising star um, and has a command and, and respect for the players. Right now, they're kind of at this blank canvas where they want to, you know, keep an open mind and go for big fish, small fish because they're the Lakers. Um, but it is going to be interesting because sometimes that has helped because they're the Lakers, and then sometimes they've wound up in the past just hiring a conventional coach and doesn't really do much. Does, so, Russ, does, does Russell Westbrook wear a Lakers uniform next year? He, he does not. He's gone. Uh, now, I think it's now about how does he leave, and I think what will happen, he'll exercise his player option because of the money, and then can they negotiate a buyout or get some sort of trade involving role players and draft picks, but that latter part's easier said than done. All right, so then who would, who would be their target? What's the possibility of them adding somebody else? Well, I think they have to move the goalposts. I don't necessarily know what's the target with player X and player Y, but it's not going to be an all-star player. It has to be a combination of role players, almost similar to what you know the Wizards did with trading Westbrook to the Lakers, where they got you know a handful of decent talent with Kyle Kuzma and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, some veterans with Montrose Harrell. They almost kind of have to work in inverse with another team on that. Yeah, but does and does he have that value throughout the rest of the league? Maybe because it's an expiring deal only. Yeah, uh, I think that he has value for the expiring deal, but it has to be a specific team where, you know, clearly they're rebuilding, they're trying to unload uh, cap flexibility. But, you know, as far as it being a team that's thinking, oh, we we just need a a championship piece, that's not going to work philosophically or from a cap standpoint. What do the Nets look like next year? Um, you know, I think the Nets are going to be more status quo than the Lakers. Um, I don't think that Kevin Durant's going anywhere. Um, while I do wonder if the Nets agree to a deal with Kyrie Irving with an extension, I think that he'll be in a Nets uniform next season, at least for the duration of his current contract. I don't think that uh, they should put trust in him as a leader, but you know, I, I don't think that that's how they think it. I don't think Steve Nash is going anywhere. I think it's of their mind that, hey, let's just improve upon the fringes and then make sure that our star guys are more available. Um, and then I think they're also thinking that the same way with Ben Simmons, that, hey, let's keep it a, give it a chance for him to finally get healthy and then see what we're working with once he's on the court. Do, do people think he's legitimately hurt? Yeah, that's a question. I wonder that myself. I mean, how do you get hurt when you hadn't played basketball for, uh, for an entire season? Um, there's a lot of questions with Ben, not just physically, but mentally. Um, but I don't know if the Nets are ready to reconcile with that quite yet. And also, frankly, from a pragmatic standpoint of view, uh, back to the Westbrook uh, discussions, what's the market for Ben Simmons sure. in a trade? Um, and I think that that market's been compressed because of how he's acted this last year. Mark, great stuff. Wish you were here. We give you a piece of pizza instead. We'll just, I'll just eat yours. That's what we're going to do. All right, fair enough. We're looking forward to the slice next time. All right, that's uh, Mark Medina joining us from NBA.com. Covered the NBA for years. He is absolutely outstanding with uh, prices soaring at the pump. Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn five percent cash back at gas stations and Target through now through June. Sorry, I, my my reading is actually better than that. But if you saw how this was written you would you were like wow that's actually pretty good that you were able to put the right emphasis and the right syllable on up to fifteen hundred dollars in purchases when you activate just go to discover.com slash words limitations apply
Wait to hear what Colin Coward had to say about name, image, and likeness. That's next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Don't, 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 don't. Shad Khan with some nice remarks for uh, Urban Meyer. That's a that's a good. Uh, I'm gonna guess Urban Meyer when he he, he fills out a resume, he's not gonna make. Uh, yeah, call Shad Khan. Here's here's his number. Do you guys see this story? This is uh, um, apparently uh, Fox is close to hiring Urban Meyer as an analyst. He's a very good college football analyst when when he was with Fox. Um, and uh, this is what Shad Khan told Jared Bell of USA Today: When you lose respect, the trust, and an issue of truthfulness. How can you work with somebody like that? It's it's not possible. It was not about wins and losses. This is Shad Khan, owner of the Jaguars, talking about Urban Meyer. I think when you know someone is not truthful, how can you be around someone? Okay, we in, had Doug Marone for four years. We had Gus Bradley for four years. I have nothing but the utmost respect and friendship with uh, with them. That's why they got time, because it wasn't a matter of respect um, or truth. It was a matter of wins and losses over four years. This is much bigger than that. Yikes. Honestly, I think the biggest issue with there's there, there's two intertwined issues with college football going to the NFL. One, when you're in college football, you have bo- bosses are mere technically your bosses. You understand that? Like they're in technically you're right, they're your bosses. The reality is not really your bosses. Like the athletic director, he can fire you. The president can fire you. But if you're winning so many games, it doesn't matter. And the other part to it is within recruiting and even the promotion of the coaches shows or whatever, like you can controlling the narrative is lying on some level, right? And recruiting is being creative with the truth because it's not possible that everything you tell a recruit is going to come to fruition just not so i i think there's a lot that there but that those are scathing remarks about urban meyer let's get to what the fox said and now <laughs> what does the fox say is brought to you by uh bet river sportsbook bet rivers is the most trusted name online sports betting must be 21 present in colorado illinois indiana or pennsylvania to play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER This was Colin Cowherd talking about name, image, and likeness. It is amazing. All the fear in America. Believe it or not, pre-NIL and pre-transfer portal, college football was dominated, gosh, by 5% of the programs. I don't love the current NIL and transfer portal frenzy, but it's like a lot of new things. Bitcoin, NFTs, drones, the NIL. It feels like it needs more, I don't know, structure and regulation, but none of them are going to change the world. College football, more than any sport in America, team sport, has been dominated by like 5% of the programs. Do I worry about the middle of college football? No, because it's never been driven by it. Here's what I know. If USC's in the top five or six teams, L.A. County loves the Trojans, and there's 10 million people in L.A. County, which is more people that are in 40 states. And the TV ratings, which have been dipping, and attendance, which has been dipping, will go back up. It's all going to be okay. I don't know if it's sustainable. I doubt it. But there's a lot of new things out there. 
and you've convinced yourself that Bitcoin and NFTs will change the world, and I disagree, and I don't think this will change anything, the rich will get richer. But it's always been driven by a handful of schools. And oh, by the way, they've been paying kids through the church in the South forever. They've been money changing hands. Now you just hear about it because there's sponsors attached to the money. Uh. I would agree that the rich will get richer and there'll there'll be a relative elimination of middle class, which is a mirror of the rest of of our society. Right. That's like a big thing. That's why politicians run in the middle class, even though they know the middle class is kind of disappearing. Right. You either have or, or you or you have not. Um, where I would disagree is I me. Mean, he he said NFTs. I'm I'm every time I get an NFT explained to me, I still don't understand the value I, my head is spinning like NFT guys kind of like CrossFit guy. The only thing is CrossFit guy, actually your body does change and you do get like super swollen thick and get that thick neck thing. Right. So uh, NFTs, I'm, I'm sure some people get rich, but most people are like, I have no idea. Bitcoin and uh, cryptocurrency. I, I, that, that is a dramatic change. It is here to stay, but I agree also that there's the need for regulation. That's the big thing is, all these people like do away with the NCA. That's a defund the police sort of stance, you know? And the only difference is if anything, the NCA is at all those rules are set forth by all the constituents, all the schools, whereas some of the ways the police act are not approved by the general general citizens, citizenry. So um, the, the issue is the transfer portal. The issue is the moving of schools. Because what college sports is built upon is tradition, is watching kids develop, is under knowing who's putting on that helmet and who they're playing for. Matter of fact, it's one of the things that it's a it's a crossroads a little bit for the National Football League because they're now having guys change teams more readily, especially quarterbacks. The thing that the NFL always had was, you know who your quarterback is anytime you turn on a Green Bay game, anytime you turn on a Denver game, right? Or for the last 10 years, a Seattle game. They're, they're part of the franchise, part of the allure of the whole thing, as you know. And in college sports, it's about history. It's about your rivalry. And now you have guys that can transfer in conference from one arch rival to the next, switching jerseys two or three or four times in their career. That ain't it, and that doesn't help any sport long term. That's what the all right, uh, coming up next, we got Celtics, Grizzlies you want to hear. Plus, uh, I believe we have... Like our monthly, is that right? Monthly hockey update? We have that coming? Monthly hockey update. That'll be fun. Got picks for tonight's games? We've got a lot to get to. But is it do or die for Memphis and Boston? I'll tell you next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.